Yeah, I think it's very rude that Austin has a knife and won't let me go get my knife. What, what, are we just not allowed to bully Austin anymore? He's got self-defense. We were talking about how fun it is to bully me before we started recording. And it's a new experience these last couple of years. Being uh, exposed is very bullyable because IRL, people usually don't fuck with me. Like, I was extreme nerd in high school, but nobody bullied me because I look like I could snap you in half. See, this is this is the opposite. I was bullied and now I'm like, aha, I have a target. This is how it begins. <laughs> That's how it always works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like that old uh, Heinlein thing from Stranger in a Strange Land, where uh, Valentine learns to laugh by watching monkeys. He throws a monkey uh, a peanut, and a bigger monkey comes along and beats the shit out of that monkey to take the peanut from him. And the sad monkey that had his peanut stolen, what does he do? He goes and finds a smaller monkey than him and beats the fuck out of that monkey twice as hard. And that's comedy. <laughs> Comedy. Stranger in a Strange Land. That's the one where we find out about Jack's hat too, right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. So, so yeah. Austin has a knife now. But yeah, the point is that on the internet, where no one can see me and be intimidated by me physically, it has come to light that my personality is perfect for bullying. It's fun that I don't feel that way because I'm very small in the real world. I don't really get bullied because I would cry. But I feel so much more powerful on the internet. I'm like, who's the tall one now, Austin? The fact I was gonna cry never stopped anyone from bullying me. I'll tell you that. Um, it didn't. I got bullied really bad in like elementary and middle school, and then high school was was fine. So welcome to our comedy podcast. <laughs> no, but uh, so last episode ended with Nifix drowning Lancelot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. Did you say drowning? Hmm. I was making fun of you because you said it weird. Drowning? You said drowning. Fucking roasted owned. Man, you are so easy. (laughs) It's just amazing. I actually think it's cute, but I'm I'm a bitch. (laughs) I'm getting just absolutely owned. (laughs) Now who's owned? Anyway... Um, so where I want to start this is in the pretty direct aftermath as the Hermes breaks apart and sinks into the leth. Uh, Nifix, you were tossed in the currents. Um, you almost had reached purgatory when Lancelot intervened during your live stream. Um, what do you do to avoid swallowing water and having your mind erased in the waters of the leth? Um, first thing Nifix is gonna try and do is use the, uh, use the ore to push herself up out of the water, so that her, at the very least her face is, is out of the, the water and push herself up, and then look for Skeleton Friend to also hopefully water sculpt out of the water. Ah uh, yeah, so roll perception to look for Sharon as the the entire discotheque collapses into the river around you. Perception, my perception's all right. Ooh! Oh, that's a botch. Oh no! That's that's a that's a six botch. I love it when you open an episode spicy. Oh fuck! Fuck! <laughs> no! Nifix, you raise the oar to uh, g- bring up a column of water under yourself to like rise up out of the rubble, and you start looking. So it- so I do that all right, right? Yeah, that, I mean, that happens automatically. The the ore just can cast control water. Uh, you look for Sharon as the, the discotheque is collapsing, and you spot her a moment before out of the periphery of your vision, because you're looking for her, you don't see the, the bar from the discotheque floor has broken loose and is swept up in the current and just 
absolutely creams you, hits you right in the temple, and Nifix, you are knocked unconscious and thrown into the river. Oh, sh- oh. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I did so well. Don't make me forget my whole fucking plan and shit. No. So, Nifix, you lock eyes with Sharon, and Sharon's like, Nifix, and boom, you just get decked, and the your world goes black. And- Side note, that's not what I was expecting to happen. I thought this was going to be, I, I don't see Sharon in time, and Sharon's just not going to remember who I am, and it's like, oh, the only other person who was on my side has forgotten me. Oh, I thought she was going to get smushed, and then I started thinking about if bones can smush. Skeleton people can get bones. Not bones. They have bones. They're all bones. <laughs> Sometimes my brain just, like, fucks up the connection. Um, I meant to say bruises. Oh, okay. Yeah. But there's no blood, so... Yeah, a contusion is broken blood vessels. Okay. See, so you fucked my shit up cold open. <laughs> Laura's like, God damn it, Austin. Now I'm going to bully you harder. Well, it's funny, though, because you're all suggesting much harsher things. You're like, yep, Sharon dies in the cold open. It's like, damn, no, I was just going to say you pass out and you wake up in the next scene. Christ. <laughs> <laughs> For you to draw I'm a shapeshifter Have no face to show Please don't take off my mask My So last we left the Furies, uh, they were roasting marshmallows over the bodies of, well, the Furies. They put- Can we start calling marshmallows Austins? Because <laughs> I'm so soft and fragile? No, because we're roasting you. All <laughs> oh, that too. Uh, so you've pushed Electo, Megara, and Tisiphone's body into a, like a pile because <laughs> they're on fire and gathered around them to roast marshmallows as Lynette bandages her wounds. Uh, that's complete now unless you all want to have any last conversations before you jump through the portal. Now is the time. Like, here's the problem. I, I, I worry if we don't get in there right now. He he's gonna get stabbed through the face because he tries to give this thing a hug when it's trying to murder him. And let's be real, I don't know if we can. I feel like we need him because he's so big and strong, you know. Yeah, yeah. If 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 he dies in there and then we have to go do the fight, like, mm, it's not gonna be so good. I have been stabbed so many times. Well, but I mean, if he dies in there, do we even really have to go in and do the fight? I mean, I mean, have you met Lime? Lime's a Lime's a Lime's a cute kid. I, I listen. I am a I am a monster, but Cordelia, Cordelia, where do you think I've been getting? Where do you think I've been getting all the limes for all of those mojitos? Oh no, I'm saying I I feel like even I can understand that it's pretty pretty fucked up to leave a child in weird slot hands. Also, I hate that guy, and I would like to kill him. So. Lynette's, Lynette's going for that that portal. Let's go. 
Uh, so th- it's been established that uh, because Lynette can turn into a giant raven and Kriya can fly, that the ideal uh, squadron position for this group is to each of them grab one of Blake's arms and kind of carry him aloft, which is exactly how I imagine you bamfing into the astral plane here with his little legs dangling. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to do the kicky thing that like little kids do? Oh, of course I am. Yeah, well, obviously I'm going to be swinging my legs back and forth. Okay. That's silly. <laughs> Just because Blake considered leaving King and Lime to their deaths doesn't mean he doesn't do a little leg kickies. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I mean, I don't trust anyone who doesn't do the leg kickies. Yeah, like, what are you if you don't do the leg kickies? Whomst? Wee. Uh, so that is the visual I want you to have as they uh, go through the portal and into the astral plane. Um, it is a breathtaking, gorgeous night sky all around you, even in the so-called astral sea below, where you can see the body of the Titan Cronus is face down, arms spread like they had drowned and are just floating face down in a pool at a really cool party. Um, and all around... Oh, no. Someone else is drowning. Oh, no. (laughs) And all around this body, you see swarming over it like ants on roadkill are hundreds of zombified gods just mindlessly running all around. Obviously, out of character, you know King has been swallowed by Titan, by Cronus. But in character, you do not know that. And so you arrive at this scene and you see this Titan the size of a small island swarming with zombies and... You're here to find Lime. What do you do? Can I cast Locate Creature? God damn it. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. I was considering do we cast Locate Creature. <laughs> uh, is it a thousand feet? So the quest to search the body of Cronus for Lime as you fight off zombies is significantly shortened by the spell Locate Creature. <laughs> How did you I not mean, expect this? Austin, Austin, if you hadn't made such a big deal about how we use that spell. Uh-huh. I mean, if you could, if, if you didn't bring two characters who could fly, you would plummet into the sea and then have to climb up the arm. Like King did, basically. It's just because your characters happen to fly and I don't write scenarios to fuck over your characters' abilities. You just so happen to be able to just fly over the island locating creature until it pings. <laughs> so. And is, tell me it's in the tummy. So Lime comes into your 1,000-foot radius uh, as you get low enough not to get grabbed, uh, but close enough to to figure out it's 1,000 feet in one direction, which will equate to basically the spine, like the base of the spine on the Titan Cronus. So you fly... So his booty. Hmm? His butt. Not the butt, no. The top of his butt. Explicitly not the butt, no. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh, you sure? I mean, from that location, you're like, you're just like a hair's breadth away from the butt. Yeah, just a stone star away from the butt. No, no, there's no butt content in this season. (laughs) Yes, there is! The Juicy Butt-Ass episode! It occurred to me that it wasn't impossible for you to want to visit the body of Uranus, Cronus's father, because, you know, <gasps> that's King. I mean, in this equation, right, King would equate to Uranus and Cronus would be Pope, right? And I was just... Are, are you saying we could have investigated Uranus? I, you know what? Funnily enough, that's not what I was going to say. That is, of course, very good. What I was going to say was, and in my head, I was imagining the climat- the climactic final showdown, the final boss fight in the ruined crotch 
of Uranus because he was castrated. Yeah. So, so a, a, a climax in Uranus, okay. Oh, okay. Please don't make this episode called Climax in Uranus. I work so hard. <laughs> I mean, I don't know that we have an option now, it's been said. No, if we only say it once, it might not catch on. So let's Cl- no climax in Uranus. Climax in Uranus. Climax in Uranus. God damn it! <laughs> All right, so you fly down to like the base of Cronus's spine, and there are swarming zombies all over it. You don't see lime, but you do see some rather large creatures, um, which maybe are obscuring where lime is because she's a small child. There's one I want to draw your attention to. Which is a giant, Who dat? a humanoid. Um, Cordelia, we've talked a lot about how you are a snake person whose greatest uh, regret is that you have no legs. Uh, this zombie is a person whose legs are snakes. <gasps> no, I don't want snake legs. I don't want slegs. I want regular legs. <laughs> is is that negative universe, Cordelia? Snake with no legs versus Legs but are snakes. Yeah, is it a, is it a flapper human with leg snakes? <laughs> uh, roll religion to know more about this zombie. Slags. Yeah, let's say slags. That's better than climax in Uranus. Climax in Uranus. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you never should have told me you didn't like it. <laughs> uh, ten. Seven. Ew. Also seven twins. <laughs> so the party fails. You don't know who this giant is with legs made of snakes. It's not not just two snakes, but like bundles of snakes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, and so it seems like maybe lime. Accor- according to your locate creature, lime is somewhere in those snakes. I knew it. Did you? She's in the snakes. No. L- Lynette's just gonna turn to Cordelia and go. Any. Chance you could just, like, ask those snakes nicely? God damn it, I forgot you could talk to snakes. Oh, shit! Thank you, Laura. <laughs> All right, hello! Snakes! Hold on, roll animal handling with advantage for piss, piss, piss. Fucking hell, I was like, this is gonna be so sick, they're gonna fight... Uh, ten. ten. Okay, ten isn't that good. I was like, ten's mm. average if you're a snake to talk to another snake. Um, I can't get closer to them and give them some mice as if I don't have mice in my pockets, please. I just found a picture of, uh, so apparently this, ca- this, ca- this mythological figure is also in the Marvel universe, because of course it is. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah. So it's Keanu Reeves, bat wings and snake legs. <laughs> yeah, it does kind of look like that, huh? But I was so excited. I was like, oh, yes, I'm going to have the, the Greek mythological figure of Typhon, who is the father of monsters. Or like half of the Dungeons and Dragons monster manual are creatures canonically descended from Typhon. And he has snake legs and Cordelia is like a snake who doesn't have legs. Oh, God, it's so good. And you just like, oh, I just walk up and I go, what up? <laughs> Hi, Zelda. (laughs) She came. With a 10, I'd say you get the snake's attention. They're zombies, so they don't hold a full conversation with you, but they they don't just immediately start attacking you. They look at Cordelia, and as they do, um, you the rest of the party can see uh through the snakes as they move, like parting like a veil, you see uh what looks like lime uh nestled uh, almost like in a fetal position amongst the tangle of snakes. She had an egg. I want her to be in an egg. She's <laughs> she's sleeping. 
in an egg. You're an egg. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god, you are kind of like an egg. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the scenario. Uh, Blake, Cordelia, and Lynette have gone into the astral plane. They skipped my zombie fight, and there looks like they're going to skip the boss fight as well. <laughs> so. Who's bad at D&D now? Not us. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, fine. <laughs> it is I who is owned. Again. We love you. So, um... I'm going to cast Major Image uh, to create, let's see, a 20 foot, yeah, 20 foot should be large enough. Uh, 20 foot mongoose. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> the goose is loose. Continue. <laughs> Austin's so ready for this. And it's just going to run in the direction of them snack legs. Yeah. Okay. So. You can create more havoc. Uh, Cordia is doing, is doing piss, 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 and you can make a giant mongoose. Someone's gonna need to get in there and get lime, though. I guess that leaves that leaves Lynette to go to go in there and get lime. You want to send the person with the broken wing in? I mean, you could just throw me in there. Well, I mean, I could land and then run and grab her. I could conceivably cast fly on us both by using a higher level spell slot and get us both out of there. I don't want to, like, put you at risk already injured, necessarily. Yeah, I mean, because your mongoose would still be there until yeah. you cast another spell, right? Yeah. The goose is loose, for the record. Stop trying to come up with a better name for this episode, okay? It is Climax in Uranus, Climax and that's final. Climax in Uranus! <laughs> he pants to me in front of everyone! <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> if... Okay, in that case, if you can do that without losing the mongoose, you go you go yeah. do it. Well, I have I also have the cufflinks that maintain concentration, so I don't have to worry about the mongoose. Perfect. Go go get that kid. All right. Go get that kid. The goose is loose. <laughs> no, it's not. Go away. <laughs> hey, the, the goose is climaxing in Uranus. <laughs> I cannot no! condone this behavior. <laughs> Describe to me how you get lime out from the legs of Typhon. All right, I'm gonna go. Pss, 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 pss. All right, so so gonna need you gonna need you to sweep down as close as you can here while you're holding me before you let go. Okay, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Lin Lin Lynette is gonna do her best to drop Blake as close as possible to these snakes. So Lynette and Cordelia drop Blake onto the back of Cronus. Uh, every every zombie in the in the vicinity, turns and looks at you, Blake. Uh, what do you do? Run. <laughs> I assume you don't want to do athletics here, so describe to me how you use your illusion. Um, use my illusion? Well, like Guns N' Roses did, of oh course. Drop some fucking November rain on... No, um, yes, okay, somebody understands me. You're, you're welcome. <laughs> uh... And Back Off Bitch is also a fantastic song. I'm just going to throw that out there. Our audience is too young for our show. I know. Oh, God. Lords of Asses is playing down the street from my place at the end of the month. And I'm like, can I go stand in a crowd of people at 40 years old listening to Pussy? Do it. Live your dreams. Uh, <laughs> damn right. All right. So, um, yeah, probably acrobatics is uh, out of the, the question for uh, that technique. But I'm going to direct my um, mongoose to run past on the other side of the snacks to see if they, we can uh, distract from Redirect them. Redirect my mongoose is such a good phrase. So, so deception. Can I be a mongoose dog? 
<laughs> so deception or stealth with advantage? Um, okay, I will go with deception. Uh, crit. Well, damn, I had no idea. I was like, okay, so the climactic battle on the back of the Titan Cronus, zombies from all sides, this giant monster. And you're like, yeah, we locate creature and then we crit to just grab Lime and Run. So... Yeah, <laughs> Blake, you yeah. you run between the legs, uh, the you know the giant snake legs of Typhon. Uh, you see Lime curled up. Um, as you as you get closer, you see she's safe and unharmed. She looks like she's sleeping, but like noticeably her her hands are like dug into the back, like the the zombified skin of Cronus, and you see uh, lines of green, which are stretching off of her hands and going down into the skin. Well, that's not good. Um, but you have, you have with a crit, you can just pick her up and run away, and the 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 legs of Typhon, which are made of hissing snakes, will just keep attacking the mongoose uh, like stupid zombies, and you can just f- use fly and get away clean. Yep, that's the plan. We're gonna grab her up in our arms, and and I we're we're gonna cast fly on both of us in the event we get separated somehow, because I really don't need her falling. I just wanted to pet some of the snakes because I. I would let you pet the snakes if you'd rolled higher than a ten. I I okay. (laughs) Think about it. There's a lot of snakes. If I roll a ten, I feel like I should be allowed to pet at least one of them. I will let you say Cordelia pets a snake, but you're gonna take damage. How many damage? I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) Priorities. You can't stop me. You take three damage. That's fine. Worth it. So yeah, Lynette wants to medicine check this kid. Yeah, let's be helpful now. Uh, Blake, you guys fly on yourself in Lime and you just leap into the air back up where Cordelia and Lynette are flying. And uh, Lime stirs in your arms and she says, Yes, yeah, who are you? Stranger, stranger. Yep, that's right. I'm a friend of your dad's and a stranger. I don't know you. Okay. The two of us are going to look at her and go, hey, remember us, right? Lime. Has Lime met me? I'm pretty sure Lime's met me. Yeah, you all work for Kato. You all went to the barbecue together. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Lime sees Lynette and Cordelia approaches and says, Antelia, Lynette. He's our friend. He's not a stranger. It's cool. Hey, how- Stranger. How How are you? Are you, are you feeling okay? Do your hands feel weird? Uh, you see, she shows you her hands and they're like covered in lime juice. Is that normal? I was going to play in a game. What game were you playing, Lime? I was playing Get Daddy. Yeah, we're also playing Get Daddy. It's a good game. Yeah. I got him. You got him? Where is he? I picked him up with my big arm. Uh Uh-oh. Your big arm. Uh, uh, uh. Mm, King's dead. King was uh, jammed into into the mall of Cronus. I would like to, in this late hour, introduce my character to finish this season, and who else to be the light in these troubling times than everyone's favorite beloved character, Beef Wellington. Please, audience, stop (laughs) giving Chris ideas. Let him live. Chris, haven't you heard, in season three, Austin said that season seven was going to be the British season. You're not allowed to have Beef Wellington till season seven. Do Brody Monk, do Brody Monk. Oh, Beef Wellington's going to be back. This is Lord Samuel Jackson at the end of Iron Man. The teaser for next season to come, then it is. Pip, pip, pip.
And then he flies away at a little umbrella. If we could quarantine Chris from the internet, we'd have an Oscar by now. <laughs> it's, your bad influences are driving him insane. <laughs> Leave my boy alone. Don't talk to me or my son ever again. King, you were jammed into the maw of Cronus and swallowed by the zombified Titan. You tumble in darkness for a while before coming to a rest somewhere in the upper uh, digestive system. I'm not a doctor. Could, I just you've seen the Magic School Bus? I uh, no. I've I've seen the episode where they're all fish eggs and they get jizzed on. Laura, I'm sure you have. <laughs> <laughs> that is a thing that happens in the the, I mean, the Magic School also Bus. Also, it happens in like every cartoon ever. Jizzing? No, the 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 inside the body episode. I'm pretty sure there's I was a gonna say, it's been a long one. time since I was on a school bus magic or otherwise, but uh, there's an invader zam episode where they go inside body. It's like that episode of Muppet Babies. I'm just saying like every cartoon I've seen, they get real small and then get eaten and so they can go do weird things in the intestines. Uh, I'm the only person here who's old enough to be alive when Inner Space came out, I think. And Yeah, ev- every uh, single entertainment property has to reference it. Laura, don't put pictures of fishes in our hold on, what? Skype, you psycho. <laughs> oh, man. That picture makes me want to climax in Uranus. <laughs> Monsters. Oh. Oh! Every time you hear Austin try to put a new title in, that's where you just follow it up with it. <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. Okay, King, you've been swallowed by Cronus. You awaken inside of his body. Uh, you've played Ocarina of Time, I'm sure. You know Jabu Jabu's never. belly? I never played it. What is it? I literally don't believe you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the- Jabu Jabu's belly was the worst dungeon in Legend of uh, Ocarina of Time, though. Let's be Legend real. of Ocarina of Time. The green flames from Lime's great sword uh, shed enough light that you aren't in total darkness here, so you you can see ahead of you. Okay. Uh, can I reach out? Can I feel like a wall or anything or any kind of lining? Yeah, it's gross. I want to stab it. Yikes. Just fucking... <clears throat> I'm going to cut my way out. <laughs> I'm going to, like, do the reverse tauntaun on Hoth. I'm going to cut my way out of this, and that's how I'll stay warm for the winter. Uh, why don't you actually roll me medicine to burrow through this? Okie dokie. Got a 22. Is that good? So I think, of King, with a 22, you have a very simplistic view of this. This isn't like a surgeon's understanding of the body. You just think, well, going back the way I came is bad because... Uh, th- the heads are at the top and tummies are in the middle and I don't want to climb. Uh, so you're like, oh, I'll just go this direction and you just start slashing through like what would be the intestinal lining or whatever uh, just to go out through the through the belly, which is the softest and easiest way to get out as far as you know. Um, that makes sense. I cut a lot. I do a lot of butchery. So I'm aware of which fat's like the easiest to cut through. Uh, so you, you're slicing through the tummy and you're actually making really good distance. You're like, oh, I'm just going to come out through the, the belly button and I'll be free. It's not even a big deal. Um, I'm gonna, can I sing Michael Bolton's uh, treasured single to the Hercules soundtrack? I can go the distance. Yes. Yes. Do it. I guess <laughs> I can go the distance. <laughs> I'll find my way if I could be strong. Let every mile 
We'll be worth <laughs> I could go most anywhere to chop through this dude's belly. <laughs> and that's when the big music pops up. Yeah. Austin and Chris, can I get both of your shared permission to every time we reference a licensed piece of music that we cannot <laughs> afford to put in the show, can we have Chris sing it in, in that voice, please? Disney doesn't have lawyers. <laughs> it's just absolutely psychotic of you to say that. Um, Disney can't do anything to stop us. <laughs> it was too good. We're going to get a cease and desist now. Uh, King, you cut your way into uh, a, the the stomach, the actual... The actual the the tum tum the tummy <laughs> the, the bag the actual stomach bag inside of the yeah, bag you know so Cronus was so large that when he ate his children they lived inside of him into adulthood and I mean King I don't think you're really aware of this story but when you nope. cut into the stomach you find yourself in almost like a living room kind of environment there is there's furniture here whittled from like driftwood that Cronus had just ingested during his life and his children living in his stomach had actually fashioned into like chairs and tables and you see scraps of uh, long petrified like food waste and so forth that they survived on. I don't know why I'm like picturing this as like a sitcom, like living room. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's because when you said Cronus was so large, I was, I was, I was so tempted to scream, how large was he? Very large. Yeah. Um. So King, you cut into this, the stomach where uh, Poseidon and who else? Demeter. Who did he eat? He didn't eat all of the Olympians. Cronus, children. Hephaestus? That's the wrong one. Vulcan. Vulcan, yeah, Cupid. thank you. Uh, I'm just going to start naming smite characters. Wukong. Hestia, Demeter, Hera, Hades, Poseidon, and he also fathered Zeus, although he didn't eat Zeus. Zeus was switched with a rock. Yeah. This is like, uh, I'm not going to lie, it's a pretty funny sitcom. You got a lot of different personalities there. I bet the rock's still in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to think you walk into this room and there's like a table that the Olympians would play like cards at. And in one chair is the rock with Zeus's face drawn on it and his little hat. And the other side is Pope. And when you walk in, canned laughter starts. I want to straighten the rock's hat and uh, refill his water. He looks thirsty. He looks thirsty. <laughs> what? Uh, he thirsty. Yeah. So Pope is here, the purple slod. Um, do you want to make any rolls before... This conversation happens. Uh, let me do that big old insight. Uh, 15. A uh, 15 is good. I will say the main thing you notice about Pope is that in the dim light of the magical artifacts in here, which grant light, there's just a, like glowing rocks and so forth that Cronus swallowed during his life and his children used to not go mad in the darkness. Uh, in that dim light, you see Pope is much less vivid than the last time you saw him before he was an electric toxic purple. And now he's very gently purple. Like if you ever dyed uh, Easter eggs, right? When you, if you just put the egg in the purple dye for just a second and pull it back out and it's just lightly kissed with purple. Lavender. Lavender. Um, Lilac. And he, Feather. and he does, he's not sitting up quite straight. He seems tired with a 15. Hey, where's Lime? Pope s s tries to sit up a little straighter. 
And when he responds to you, you notice his voice is different. Uh, when you first talked to him, he obviously he was pretending to be Lancelot. And then he put on like a spooky voice <laughs> to like seem cool and intimidating. But now he just is kind of just talking like a tired person. He says, she's fine. And how are you? You don't look so good. I've been better. I miss Elysium. Do you want to go back there? It's not just about what I want. There are other people involved. Who? Pull up a chair, King. Nah, I've kind of been sitting for a while. I'd kind of like to stand. Keeps my blood moving. Did Cordelia make it? Well, I don't know. I just jumped right in the portal. They might still be napping. I don't remember. What a terrible person. Who? Cordelia. Uh, she has her charms, I think. Everyone seems to like her like Blake and Lynette, so that must mean something. I was... I was really hoping she wouldn't make it through. There's still time for her to change, you know. And for you. Change into what? To whatever you want to be. I am what I want to be. You want to be really tired and sitting on the couch? (laughs) Not that. Just... You wouldn't understand what it's like to be a slod. It's like thinking and seeing the world, but you're blindfolded and you're in a labyrinth and walking backwards. Everything's so complicated. How how so? It's just how it is. The angels are born with their smug self-righteousness. The demons are born with their insatiable appetite for death, whether it's humans or fish. And we're born confused and hated. I wonder if they make a medicine for that. You know, like sometimes when you get headaches and your head hurts, but you can take a pill and it doesn't hurt so much anymore. Would that be an antidepressant? Give him antidepressants, oh my god. Is King inventing antidepressants in the D&D world? Oh my god, please, let's chronicle his journey with his mental health. Is it more like an anti-alignment than an antidepressant? Well, I mean, I think Nifix is the anti-alignment right now. Yeah, Nifix is gonna invent antidepressants, no, that's nothing. Um, Pope says... No, please, please finish that sentence, Austin, that'll get so many people off my back. <laughs> You're the villain. You're supposed to be hated. It's working. You're winning. This is how you win, Laura. Uh, Pope says, so you want your daughter back and you made it here. And that those were the rules. So you won. Cool. So I can have line back then. Well, you said you'd do anything to get her. Feeded all the obstacles I put in your way. I guess except for the last one. Oh, is it this Crotus guy? Because I've cut through a lot of him. (laughs) No, I tried to pour all of my anger and hatred into him, but the vessel was too large. I'm all all out of hate. Oh. 
Or you could go to the DMV. I heard that gets people a lot of their ire up. <laughs> That's how he recharges. <laughs> this paperwork makes me so strong. You could try arguing with the bank over an overdraft fee. That might help. Only if it's the first time you've done it. They only give you one. Pope says, the scavenger hunt had two goals. To kill that awful woman, Cordelia. And to prove that you changed. And you'd actually be willing to keep your promises. Like you couldn't do with with Babel. King's ass scratches his head. He's like, I don't really see how that was supposed to do that. I was hoping when you got to that Ugoloth, that that beetle woman, she would have you kill Cordelia. You'd be exposed as the liar I always thought you were. After all that talk of stopping your killing. Oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> you can tell that King does not get it, but he's he's happy to help the conversation along. Yeah. But you didn't kill anyone. Yeah, and you don't have to either. It would bring me a lot of peace to kill Cordelia, but it's not about what I want. Wow, real self-insert for Austin here. Why do you hate me so much? What if I said the only way to get her back was to kill me? Uh, 18 on insight. Yeah, this is just a desperate last lie. He's just trying to to prod you into killing him, but he he doesn't have any genuine thought that you would do it. You've come you've come too far. Uh, King's going to walk over to Pope, and he's going to heft him up over his arm, and he's gonna say, "All right, so which way gets us out of here?" Uh, you pick up Pope, um, and he doesn't fight back. He's he's all out of anger. And you lift him up, and he just kind of goes limp on you. I mean, you, you crush that medicine roll. I think you know which direction to go. But as you start walking, um, make a perception check. Perception, you say. 19. Nice. Uh, you hear footsteps behind you. Hello? Is that lime? Is that the rock? <laughs> you hear voices from the different parts of the digestive tract going both up and down uh, and also probably coming through the hole you burrowed uh, footsteps from each of these directions uh, as well as a voice and you heard them say I told you Pope hello you hear another voice say you owe me five dollars I knew it wait, wait who owes what five dollars I think I left my wallet at home Walking out of the darkness from many different directions, their little feet plapping, plap, plapping, plapping on the floor <gasps> are about a dozen slotty babies. There's an orange one. There's a yellow one. There's a red one. There's a green one. There's a silver one. There's a slotty of every color, ones that have never existed before. And they wander out of the darkness nervously. Oh, hey, guys. How are you doing? Pop, pop, pop. They're babies. Uh, one of them says, oh, he looks bigger in person. Yeah, I'm kind of tall. But you know what? 
anybody can get to this level. All you have to do is make sure to eat your vegetables, drink your milk, and work out. Oh. You have uh, Pope hoisted up on your shoulder, and he says week- weakly, It was easy for me in Elysium, bearing the, the pain of being burned alive. But it wasn't so easy for the rest of them. Some of them were in hell, pandemonium, even the worst plane to be stranded on, the prime material. Yeah, I heard that place sucks. And once Babel was dead, they had nowhere to go. And then you sent the elephant after us, and they all wanted to rush to your side and to embrace you, to be protected. And I told them, no, you can't trust this man. He broke his promise to Babel. He will let us down. Mm. Well, I'm sorry, guys, that I haven't been able to do everything I wanted, but I'm going to keep trying. Uh, one of the slotty steps forward and says, Hello, I'm Elijah. Hi, Elijah. I'm King Badass. <laughs> Another one steps forward and says, I'm Julia. And holds out a hand. Hi, Julia. I'm King Badass. I'd shake your hand, but my other hand was cut off. And I want to have to use this one to hold up Pope. <laughs> Would you like to shake my tail? Uh, one of them does shake your tail. Another one says forward and says, My name's Tristan. Uh, I was against the hand cutting, but Pope believed that you had to have an actual loss or it would be too easy to forgive him. Hi, Tristan. My name's King Badass. I would have liked to have my hand back, but what can you do? (laughs) (laughs) I'm Leah. Uh, We also don't have the same ideas about bodies as you. We we think our limbs are much more disposable. It's a cultural difference. My apologies. (laughs) Hi, Leah. My name's King Badass. I appreciate your cultural differences, although I do still sometimes miss my hand. So, I mean, in the dark of Cronus's stomach, a dozen Slotty introduce themselves to you. Oh, and they're chill ones. I mean, they were all single brain cells of Babel, and they were all lost and alone in the world, and King wanted to find them. You found them. But the charismatic leader wanted to test him first to see if he was trustworthy to take care of all these children, because King has lived all his life as an unrepentant murderer. <laughs> And this is why you don't trust charismatic leaders. Yes. <laughs> See you next season. <laughs> Conrad bows to the audience and then leaves mysteriously. My audience to Pat. Uh, King's going to say, so where are you guys all going to go? If you want, you can come back to my place and I can cook a good big meal for everybody. Hungry, hungry, oh! hungry, hungry. Okay. But you all have to tell me what your favorite foods are on the way home. (laughs) Uh, And so that's where we leave King introducing himself to the Slotty and getting their favorite foods memorized. Um, Huzzah. Mifix. (laughs) (laughs) What are their favorite foods, Austin? I don't remember a thing, probably. What 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 happened? I passed out. Am I okay? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, so, Nifix, you got beamed in the head with a, a, a wet bar. Um, that seems real bad in the river of, of, of forgetful juice. Uh, so, everything is dark for a while. And then you hear a voice. It is tragedy. 
Oh. You see her face. It's a mannequin face with a hole in the center, if you'll recall. Um, and it's floating in the darkness with you. And Tragedy says, You've come so far, Nifix. I'm proud of you. Uh, it seems, seems a lot like me getting real close to the finish line on, a, on, on getting something done. And oops, fell at the last second, huh? How? How have you failed? Well, as I say this, I got hit in the head in the Forgetful River. I can remember that I got hit in the Forgetful River, which maybe means this isn't as bad as I thought it was. I know who you are. I thought this was okay. I mm. Maybe I haven't fucked up. I'm not sure. This is all in character. Your mind. Yeah, no. In in character, Nifix is completely unsure how she hasn't fucked up yet. She she was sure she'd that this was it. Game over. She got knocked into the river. She's done. Tragedy says, Nifix, when was the first time you realized that this world wasn't made for you? At this point, it feels harder to remember a time it did feel like it was for me. (laughs) It's not felt like it's been for me for a long time. Whether you escape this reality, whether you drown in the leth, whether purgatory security shoots you full of magic missiles... It's too late to undo what you've done. Even if one side or another wins the faction war, sure, they'll control the response to what you've done. The world will be reshaped in a way that favors the believers or the Aethar. But the world they rule over will be ours. Let's be honest, this whole plan I've got of... of clipping out of existence for all for all i know i'm just gonna stop existing anyway like that's probably the most likely outcome so i mean yeah what difference does it make if i if i go here or there (laughs) it's possible but if you are torn adam from adam and scattered across the multiverse i want you in your last moment to smile and realize that doesn't take anything away from what you've accomplished. You can do this without fear. I mean, that's that's kind of it, isn't it? This is one thing that I got to do, and... D- yeah, it can't be stopped now. I mean, if if nothing else, I, I did it. I did something for me. They can't take this from you, Nifix. They can't take it from you. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're still going to try. <laughs> they are. And you're going to have to fight with everything you have. And with that, there's a huge pressure on your chest as someone s- slams their hands into you, crushing your lungs to try to get you to spit up all the water you swallowed. <laughs> um, the world rushes back into sight. The world uh, erupts with color as the darkness disappears but tragedy's face doesn't disappear rather you see it now in context on matilda's shoulders and you look around and you see you you're chilled to the bone in leth river water but you look around and you see that you have washed up in the garden of eden and I remember what that is. You sure do. 
Um, and I remember who who uh, who old people here are, and I remember why I'm here and everything. Yeah, you swallowed some water, and th- for a moment there, it was working its magic on your mind. But Matilda uh, was on a picnic here as the a boat flopped into the garden and exploded, shattered into <laughs> a thousand pieces of wooden shrapnel, and she dragged you out. And uh, it's not a Heimlich. What's it called when you, someone just... Uh, CPR, right. Mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, CPR. Matilda uh, resuscitates you. In fact, actually, I want to say she's not here on a picnic. It wasn't a coincidence. Uh, She had on Tragedy's head, which can see the future. And so she came here as the wreckage of the Hermes crashed into purgatory. I'm imagining her taking the head off of the shoulders to to do the (laughs) mouth-to-mouth. She so she uh yeah Matilda saves your life here, um really I thought she oh I I did not think we were on great terms <laughs> um but as as she's like pushing uh you know down on you and she, as she's saving your life she's like Nifix 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 in a way that indicates the conversation you ha- just had was not with her okay uh, uh, hey nice of you to drop in. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry about, sorry about that. Uh, mm. Not doing a great job of getting out of your hair, huh? How many fingers am I holding up? Um, three, and I remember what number that is, which is a good sign. She sl- she slaps you across the face, not hard enough to hurt, but hard enough to, like, jolt you. And she says, cl- close enough, I guess. Um, is, 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 is my, is my friend here, the skeleton... There's a lot of wreckage. That was an entire building that just landed in the garden. Oh shit, is it time for hashtag locate creature? Can Nifix do it too? Does no one not have, not have the spell? I think I do. Do, do I not? I thought I had it. <laughs> Why would yeah, you all take the same spell? Yeah, I have, lo- I have locate creature. In my defense, you gave Lynette locate creature, not me. As if we look at each other's spell sheets. <laughs> also, like, Nifix is off on her own adventure. It's good that she has spells that Cordelia has. Lynette and Cordelia have all the same spells because Cordelia is only ever borrowing Lynette's spells. Ah, well, it's not it's not my fault <laughs> Nifix has the same spells. Yes, it is. <laughs> you made her! <laughs> <laughs> to cast your spell, Nifix, you need your, uh, your, your spell focus, which is either your gaming your gaming systems or your guitar and they're they've been like washed into the rubble so you need to get up and grab them before you can cast locate creature and i think matilda grabs you and before that and is like hey, hold on a minute there champ what 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 is it what is it my 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 my, my friend is probably crushed under rubble it's better be it needs to be important that's not my problem you did all this i didn't ask you to stream the gallerhorn no, I, I know, I know, I know. If you wanted me to care about your problems, you probably shouldn't have fucked me over. Tell me what you want, or I'm going incorporeal and going over there. You just led a multi-planar manhunt to my doorstep, right? Yep. All the forces of the multiverse who arrest people like you are on the way here, every bounty hunter and mercenary and cop is going to show up here soon, so we don't have long for this, and you can't fuck me over again. I'm not going to allow it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I should have left you here. Frankly, that this, this conversation now is an uncharacteristic mercy. 
I mean, I'm surprised as the next person, so go on. What? Give it to me. Go on. I don't want to care about you. I don't. <gasps> I don't like caring about people. It sucks. First of all, fuck you for it. But I knew you. This was gonna happen, and I couldn't just let you get mind wiped and curb stomped when the cops showed up. So. This is the last thing I'll ever do for you. Is this gay? <laughs> this feels pretty gay. This does feel pretty gay. <laughs> she says, this is this is the last time we're ever going to talk. Uh-huh, sure, Matilda. <laughs> Heard that one before. <laughs> okay, yeah. So if you have anything you want to say to me, if you want to take a swing or you, you, you feeling froggish, time to leap. If you want to put a narrative end cap on this relationship, now's the time. Yeah, it it doesn't really make sense narratively, but if you want a boss fight, here we go. <laughs> no. Nifix is gonna gonna look at her and go, "Ask her out for coffee." I know it doesn't make a difference, but I'm sorry. I fucked you over. I was thoughtless. I'm sorry I didn't think properly before I acted. I know that fucked you over. Thank you for helping me. Uh, I think she. Puts a hand on your shoulder, but like tentatively, she doesn't sure if she wants to. There's like a lot of uh-huh. body acting here. It's hard to convey in a podcast in my mind where she's like, should I touch her face? No, that's, that's not. That's gay. <laughs> Eventually, she it's she chickens out of anything oh. more overt. Yeah, this is some super gay energy here. Oh, just she, she, she through, doesn't through know what to do. Make out, make out. <laughs> yeah, make out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she pivots from that by saying, "I've already sold all my stocks, Nifix. I'm I'm out of the soul economy. I don't know what you're gonna do. I I don't know if you're gonna succeed at what you're trying to do here. I can't see that far ahead. But I'm out. I'm on my way to the Yggdrasil. I you you won. I mean, I win because I'm putting all my money into refugee services and." all all the all the industries which are going to benefit for this. So this really is the biggest short. Yeah. It's the gargantuan short, and you're not going to benefit at all. Unless you make out. Look, I was never going to be happy sat around that way. I'm glad that I didn't fuck up your big short irreparably. (laughs) And I'm going to go find my friend in that rubble, and hopefully they're okay, and we're going to clip out of existence, and hopefully there's something else on the other side, and everything's going to be chill. One can dream, but look, uh, you you said it yourself. I've won. Whatever happens now happens. And if I go down, I'm going to go down with a smile on my face. Uh, Matilda like reaches into her bag and pulls out uh, the, the head of the gnome who killed you, the conduit of venom, just as if to confirm both to herself and you that she has it. Yeah. And just then silently puts it back in the bag because she's going to leave. She's going to go to the Yggdrasil, she's going to poison it, and then... That's it. (laughs) Yeah. The multiverse is going to be irrevocably changed. Uh, Nifix is just going to say, we met under really shitty circumstances, and, you know, I fucked up a bit, but... Thanks for the help. I've never had someone make me a hundred trillion dollars and then say... Thank you to me. <laughs> very, very strange. I mean, 
It's been a it's been a it's been a weird few weeks. If this is really the weirdest thing that's happened to you recently, let's swap lives. It's been it's been a weird one. I mean, it's from Nifix's from Nifix's perspective, it's been a weird life because she only yeah. came back to life recently. So, yeah. Um, Matilda like helps you to your feet, puts her bag over her shoulder, and she's gonna walk out of this campaign, which I've said before, and it was wrong. So I'm nervous. <laughs> I mean, Nifix at this point has no intention of keeping her keeping her around. She gets that she fucked fucked her over and is just thankful for the save. Yeah, but so I'm just I'm just gun shy after Cicero saying, and she leaves forever. <laughs> to be clear, Nifix has no intention of stopping her because she needs she needs Matilda to still go and carry through with her part. Otherwise, this could still all be for nothing if that tree doesn't get venomed. Yep. So there's a a, a pregnant pause here where if Nifix cared yeah. maybe there could be something if if there was any chance for a backing down from this plan it could have been in this pregnant pause but it does not come <laughs> nifix is is too committed to this plan now and then matilda turns and begins walking away I, she says over her shoulder remember there are seven floors in between you and the people coming to kill you that's how much time you have um and with that, Nifix turns and casts Locate... Oh, no, I can't locate Creature yet. Nifix starts digging around frantically trying to find a spellcasting focuses. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's where we'll leave you. You're going to dig through the rubble, grab your guitar, cast Locate Creature, and then dig Sharon out. So we don't need to roll for that because you got it. I'm, I'm assuming that Sharon's okay and this isn't a case of you had a bad roll, you took too long, she's dead now. You had a bad roll, you took too long. <laughs> no, I think you pick up like a disco ball and you see Sharon under it and she's like, good, good thing I don't have lungs or a stomach. <laughs> Where does how the do bone you, juice go? How do you drink the bone juice? Oh, it just kind of soaks in. <laughs> She rubbing it on herself like lotion? Well, it's it's the same way Cicero drinks hot chocolate. <laughs> it's really more of a marinade. Um, so back to the Furies. So Cordelia, Lynette, and Blake have saved Lime without fighting any of my cool zombies. I want to say, just for the record, below you, you see the Raven Queen, who was someone I really wanted to duel Lynette, but whatever, it's fine. I'm not even mad. <laughs> I'm gonna flip her off and go sucks to suck. Do you so what I wanna ask is do you look for King? Or do you just yeah. like Yeah. Okay. I have another spell slot for Oh Lynette can locate creature too. Yeah, locate another creature. <laughs> yeah, so you cast locate creature again and you look for King and it's like in the so you're like at the base of the spine and the direction King is is straight down. And you're like, well, I, I can see straight down. It's back. It's Cronus' is back. He's not there. Because he's under the skin. And at at some point, King, you burst through Cronus's belly into the Astral Sea. And now you're on opposite sides of this Titan. Alright, now where from here? I used my medical knowledge of cutting beef to figure it out from here. But I don't really know how to dissect a soup. Uh, Pope is still like slung over your shoulder and he says, Lime's on... I'm on the Titan's back. She's Get fine. Get up on the Hydra's back! God Sorry. damn it, Lord! <laughs> Kingdom Hearts again! Uh, uh, 
Pope says, she's fine. Uh, any time a zombie gets within like five feet of her, it turns into a giant lime. <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. He gestures into the astral sea. You see it's like there are like a dozen limes just kind of bobbing in the sea. Just giant limes? Yeah. That's something. So, so I was expecting you to fight Cronus. And then after he was defeated, he'd be like, oh, limes underneath him. And then you have to fight your way through zombies, right? And I'd be like, a zombie's reaching out for lime. Oh, no. And then it turns into a lime. And that was going to be a big reveal. But you, you fucked me. So. <laughs> <laughs> sure did, buddy. So, um, yeah. King, uh, you take Pope and the dozen slotty out of Cronus's tummy and uh, up to the surface. And you start climbing up Cronus's body. And you see all these zombies like start swarming towards you, and Pope just kind of waves his hand dismissively, and they all just collapse as if they're marionettes whose strings have been cut. And from the Fury's perspective, you're carrying lime, you're talking to her, you're like, "Are you okay? How are you? How is your hands and stuff?" And then all of a sudden, all the zombies just flop over like soccer players. Yeah, I'm gonna pet a dead snake because they're dead now. Are the snakes still alive and he's dead? <laughs> <laughs> no. Should I free them? The snakes are part of Typhon. I gotta free the snakes. Lauren, do you want to roll to free the snakes? <laughs> I didn't think you'd let me, but you offered. Free the snakes. Free the snakes. I mean, your conduit is making things out of bodies, and so now there's a big zombie here. If you want to cut the legs off and make snake legs, like uh, bionic snake legs. Oh my god, <laughs> is this where this has been going? Holy shit. <sighs> I roll with proficiency, right? We can rebuild him. We have the technology. <laughs> I guess roll intelligence? Or no. Yeah, roll with proficiency, d20, and then advantage because you're conduit. 24! <laughs> Lauren, tell me what you do. You can. You, your conduit is very broad. You can make anything you want. <laughs> you sound so exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, do I put them like, um... On like a long tube fabric, so it's like I slip into it, and it's like I'm a millipede. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it a lot. She has made a multi snake leg like uh, lower I skirt. Can I can scuttle up walls. Oh my! Okay. I can scuttle up everything now. Uh, Lynette is just giving you like the the sexy wink and lip bite. She's like, Oh god, she's what are you she is into with this. my snags? My slags or snags? They're snaggings. Hey, honey, Sle nice slags. <laughs> so, Cordelia, you make an item. Feel free to name it. But the effect is basically the spell spider crawl, where you can just go up sheer surfaces. Yeah. Um, incredible. King, this is what you see as you come over, like... Uh <laughs> Over a hill, I guess, which is like Cronus's hip bone. Uh, you come over this hill and you see Lynette, Cordelia, and Blake, and I guess Lime cradled in Blake's arms, and they're all sitting around the body of Typhon, and Cordelia is fashioning bionic a bionic leg skirt out of him. <laughs> oh, run up and grab a daughter. <gasps> Daddy! Hey, honey, how are you doing? I want to give her the biggest hug. Uh, Lynette just, Lynette shouts over, you won it, fine daddy, you did it. Yeah, you win. I am so glad I don't have to show up with her to Lloyd and be like, well. We fucked up. Daddy, I had fun. I was playing with Uncle Poop, and then I found a stranger, and he's friends with Delia. Who's Uncle Poop? Pope. Oh, Poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Poop. <laughs> I'm glad you had fun. 
You had to tell me about all the games that you played. <gasps> we had a bunch of games. There was a bunch of the little guy. And we... well, wait, honey. We have a long walk home so we can have this big dinner party with all these friends. Uh, Pope says, well, I don't know about walking back up into the sky through the portal. I mean, several of you can fly, but... We'll have to take trips. Uh, we each grab two babies, bring them up to the portal, go back down for two babies up to the portal. <laughs> we could. I mean... <coughs> back down for the babies, bring them back up to the portal. Pope says, don't you work in purgatory? I know Cato's office connects to the Astral Sea. Lime can control Cronus by turning his blood into lime juice, and we can just swim there. Oh, like a giant dead body boat. Just like your Aunt Cordelia. <laughs> Delia. <laughs> Delia. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's that's cool. Let's go in style, right? The style is a giant body. Daddy, did you meet the friends? They got a little yellow one and a little orange one. And I was the one whose name is uh, Tristan. And he's like, we've been pie in the sink. Yep, they're all going to be our friends, okay? They're already my friends. Damn. There you go. <laughs> Everything worked out. Austin, Austin, that, that child voice you do every time, I'm like, I want to befriend all of these fictional children. I it's really so do, safe. like, it's so cute. Mm, it's such a good voice. <laughs> they're not your friends, Daddy, they're my friends. Damn. Oh, okay, honey. You have your own friends. Oh, I don't think Daddy has any friends. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it was kind of a plot point earlier. Well, hold on, it wasn't. We just weren't sure if we were at the love stage yet. That doesn't mean we're not your friends. We came to save your daughter. It cuts to Balthazar. He's stabbing a cop to death in an alleyway. <laughs> He's like, oh, he doesn't love. Someone me. needs me. <laughs> yeah, where's my friend? <laughs> Having <laughs> a cop in the alley. Yeah, no, it just cuts back and is never addressed. That's what he was doing. <laughs> um, so yeah, lime. Her abilities to turn things into limes to create limes can control limes. So she can, by touching Cronus, turn his his zombified blood into lime juice and then puppeteer it, like almost like Nivix's blood bending. It's not a deliberate um, parallel and mirror, but it's very similar. And then you can just ride on the back of the Titan Kronos as he breaststrokes across the Astral Sea. Why did you put that emphasis on breast? I couldn't think of any other kinds of swimming. Butterfly. Uh, The forward crawl. right there. Uh, Doggy paddle. I mean, really, there's the side stroke. There's like half a dozen easily identified strokes. You're just a filthy pervert. This is gross. (laughs) You're a swimming pervert. So uh, on the journey back to Cato's office, who you'll know that the Astral Sea has always right, been right there next to his desk. Um, there's a couple conversations that need to happen. Definitely one where Pope and Cordelia confront each other because he genuinely wants you dead. He just wanted to prove that King uh, was to be trusted with his family. But he he was not obfuscating the fact that you burned him alive and he felt every second of it. Um, oh, he'll get over it. We make mistakes. <laughs> it's not like you didn't hurt me with your guys. I mean, I felt every stab. So, how about we be homies now and I'll teach you how to stab people properly? 
So they don't get back up. <laughs> I was trying to undo a curse that inf- was inflicted on my people. You do it for your own amusement. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> this is more about revenge than kink shaming. And can we be clear? You did impregnate me. Just so yeah, we're clear. You imp- so I feel like... I don't know who you are. Who are you? <laughs> don't Where did worry you come from? It. It's not that's important. His, that's, you've met him before and you put the baby in his back. I've never seen this man. Well, maybe you were drunk, but you did it. So. <laughs> that's no excuse, by the way. There's no excuse, <laughs> by the way. Um, so, I'm sorry about the burning. More that you felt it. I like to burn things, but I'm sorry that it hurt you. And how about we are friends now? Because that sounds easy. (laughs) Cordelia, you are just a grade-A bastard. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If if you're being genuine, uh, I guess that's a persuasion rule? Yeah, genuinely doesn't want to get herself killed. It's pretty... (laughs) Yeah, I like having friends. I just want to kill the ones that aren't my friends. 17. I do... uh, I think the world would be better if you were not in it. But there's a lot of things like that. I can't... I can't personally kill every bad person. Capitalism? Bigger problem than me, I think. My my priority is making sure the children who used to be Babel are safe. I can teach them self-defense. I think it would cause difficulties with King if I killed you in cold blood. But King. Can I kill her in warm blood? <laughs> King. Yeah? Are you going to quit the Furies? I thought I already did. Oh, wow. I guess I haven't yet. Hey, how long should a two weeks notice be? Like 30 seconds? You're good. No, in the last conversation with Kato, there was a discussion of uh, whether or not this was a job or a hobby because of Blake. And then when uh, Kato point blank asked King, he was just like, uh, I want to save my daughter and kind of dodged the question. Um, so Pope is saying, I won't kill Cordelia. I'll, I'll let it go. But I want King to resign from the Furies and dedicate himself full time to his philanthropy, to helping the children of Sigil, opening up, you know, his kitchen or his restaurant or whatever it is, whatever form that takes. Yeah, I'm going to call it a meal fit for king. Oh. Oh. Have you had that the whole episode? I've had that for like six months. (laughs) I meant to say, have you had that the whole season? I've, there was... There was a point in time where I was like, if King becomes the god of family, I want him to also kind of be secondary, the king of uh, cooking. And that was what everybody said before they did, is a meal fit for King. As long as we don't get sidetracked away from the climax in Uranus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, god yeah. damn it! <laughs> um, I like to think, I want Cordelia to teach some home ec. <laughs> so the thing, Pope was like, okay, I won't kill Cordelia, but I want her out of our lives. And you're like, uh, but I am going to be there teaching everybody my skills, which are disgusting. Yes. <laughs> it is important for children to know. 
You learn how to balance a checkbook. You learn how to sew a man's skin into a lampshade. <laughs> oh, no, Christ. And you're saying this the whole time, just flexing your legs? Uh, you learn how to make legs. This is the most fucking blood-curdling image I've ever imagined, is you wearing a fucking skirt made of severed legs. Uh, they're snakes. Yeah, I mean, they are beheaded snakes. Um, <laughs> fucking hell. All right, so, so the Titan Cronus paddles back to Kato's office uh, under Lime's limey direction. Does anybody else want to have any conversations here? I'm just imagining his arms are spinning like motors. Hey, Lime, where did you learn to do all of this? Uncle Pope taught me. He said it was like he puts the purple in the zombies to make them go walkies. And I was like, I want to put purple in the zombies to go walkies. And he was like, you don't have purple. And I was like, I do, Uncle Pope. And I did it. But it was it was. Grame. Oh, I'm so proud of you. That's my girl. <laughs> you want to live lives, Dad? Say that again, honey. I Daddy's s- ears have been hit a lot. That's, <laughs> I'm sleepy. Uh, you want to rest on Daddy's shoulder? I'm thinking that. Did you bring, did you bring Duke Laserton? No, he's back at the house. We had to go there so we could feed him, remember? I miss him. I know. I bet he misses you. I want to laser too. Yeah, that's all right. You go to sleep. Good night, Daddy. Yeah, good night, honey. Mifix. Yeah, yeah. You dig Sharon out of the wreckage of the Hermes. Uh, hey, Sharon. And. Uh, <laughs> And, nope, that's British. What hey. is my voice? <laughs> that's all grand to see. Oh, it's it's Boyf Wellington. It is. <laughs> oh no, Sharon, did you forget your did you forget your voice, Sharon? <laughs> I, I got bumped on the head. No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, like, good news. I remember who you are. Hey. Oh well, that's good. Um, that's good. My discotheque is wow. It's it's just ruined, huh? Yeah, yeah. Though to be fair. It's not like we were planning to leave here on it anyway. <laughs> I guess. That's true. It's just kind of sad. I was attached to it. Yeah. I mean, do you have a favorite bit of it? We can, like, fight in the rubble. You know, have this, like, little brooch or something. I like I like the, the bathroom I had just for drugs and sex. Oh. I mean, I'm sure we can find a, a, a piece of the sex and drugs bathroom to, like, take with us. <gasps> Where is a disco ball like a wig? Sharon, Sharon. The world is now our sex and drugs bathroom. Nifix <laughs> <laughs> is like, change of plans. Instead of collapsing alignments, instead of collapsing the planar system, I'm making a new world with only sex and drugs. I mean, is it too late for us to like incorporate that into the plan? <laughs> <laughs> no more planes except for the regular one and the sex and drugs plane. Yeah, Lauren elbows her way to the front of the line, trampling everyone in her path to get to the sex and drugs plane. Yeah. I'm sorry. They would they would carry me there on a palisade. Hell yeah, dude. Um, so Sharon's dug dug out of the rubble. She uh, says goodbye to the Hermes, and now you're in the Garden of Eden all alone. Uh, but you know it won't be li- won't be like that for long. People are coming for you. Um, when I say garden, I don't know if we all have the same image. It's huge. It's like the grounds of a a palatial estate. Like so, big. You know, big enough that there's plenty of space. Not so big that you could ignore the one tree you're not supposed to fucking eat out of. 
Interesting question. Do you want to find the tree of good and evil? The tree of knowledge? I mean, it seems like a really fucking like symbolic place to, to get down to trying to clip through reality. Yeah, especially if you're trying to figure out how to. I mean, knowledge knowing is half the battle, right? Knowledge yeah. is everything. It's the tree of knowledge. I think as you walk over there, Sharon's like, isn't the story that the reason you're not supposed to eat from the tree is because it lets you know the difference between good and evil? Mm, yeah what's what's wrong with that sorry i'm my my ancestors were from a different plane different different pantheon we don't cotton to that see most of my knowledge of this is from edutainment bible games but like my 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 understanding of it is basically one dude made one arbitrary rule and was like hey hey if you don't know what good and evil is then uh, just, just oblivion. Just don't oh, know. Just trust me. Uh, trust me. I'm definitely doing good, and you shouldn't eat from the tree that would let me question you. You let you question me. So just, just don't do it. Just an arbitrary rule to stop people from questioning them. I mean, Jesus Christ, this wasn't intentional, but the the, the parallels with the Lancelot thing, right? About questioning him because the actual quote from Genesis was, "If you eat from the tree." Your eyes will be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. The problem with the tree isn't that it is itself evil or the fruit makes you evil. It's that it will let you be able to question the difference between good and evil. God wanted to be a sole arbiter of what is good and what is evil. And he didn't want humanity to start questioning and making decisions that weren't what he said were good and evil. He didn't want people to have their own, like, you know, debates about what is moral and what isn't. So no, no good and evil. Just, just trust me, I got it. And so Sharon says, so the the god of this pantheon, the only difference between him and his creations was they didn't know the difference between good and evil. And once they got that information, they were the same. That's all it took. That's a pretty thin veneer. At least the gods of my pantheon can like throw lightning and stuff. Well, I mean, like that that is the on the paper difference. Like the god of this pantheon could also create, you know, existence and light and dark and matter, which I don't think the people could do. But, like, the tree was the bit... The, the tree was the one that, like, where he drew the fucking line in the sand. Seems like a control freak to me. I mean, seems like someone who doesn't want to be questioned on their, uh, you know, the the specifics of their beliefs. So, uh, you reach the tree. Um, and we I, this actually came up during the barbecue, but it's not apples. Um, the... the the original text is not clear. They're just called the fruit of the tree of knowledge. So uh, some people think figs, maybe, but it can be whatever you want. Nifix, what do you think they are? I'm trying to think now, what is the, the most gamer of fruits? Oh my god, what is the most gamer of fruits? Like a water balloon filled with Mountain what Dew. Is, what is Mountain Dew a fruit of? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gamer fruit. It, they're, they're fruit gummies. Fruit gummies! <laughs> Oh my god, it's giant fruit gummies. It's a durian. That's that's what the... Th- what if it was water balloons filled with four loco? Electrolytes? There's a, there's a lot of caffeine just wedged into it. Uh, yeah, so, Nifix, do you want to eat from the tree? Mmm. Mmm. Hmm. Eating stru- fr- fruit from strange trees in the Garden of Eden. This has never gone wrong. <laughs> See, hit... Mm. <laughs> 
I I feel like Nifix already has the ability to to you know make decisions between the of the difference between good and evil as as things. Eh, hard to so say. So I don't feel like this is going to be eat the eat the fruit and then suddenly like oh no I was the villain all along. Well, but oh, no, no, but there's two trees that we were forbidden to eat from. There's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and there's the tree of life. And they kicked him out after eating out of the garden, out of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, because he was afraid that they eat from the tree of life, and he wouldn't be able to fucking stop them. But Nifix, I think this is an interesting choice for you because there's two ways this can go. You can eat of the tree and have knowledge to help you uh, escape this reality, and you, like it's, you're, it's almost like a middle finger, like. I, I have the better knowledge than the rest of you. It's inc- incredibly prideful. Or you could say, I don't need it. I have my own ideas. I don't need you. I don't, it doesn't matter what you think. I, I'm so far beyond you. This is not even my concern. And they're both kind of badass in different ways. I think of the two, I, I, think, I think that she's going to eat of the tree primarily because I think old Nifix, who was the conduit of, of challenge, wouldn't have eaten from the tree. Because that would have been, no, it's going to make it too easy, I need to do it myself. And I think now it's like, no, no, fuck, fuck you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to I'm gonna take every advantage I can get and I'm going to win. Uh, yeah, so I think once you, you do it, uh, Sharon follows your example. And if there's any difference, if there's anything you gain, I think it's unclear to the audience. Hmm. It's, this is one of those things where it's like, you do the math. You do the math. I'm not saying it one one way or the other. Just Nifix and Sharon eat from the tree, and then they take a moment, and there's just like a silence, and there's a lot of face acting where you can draw um, your own conclusions. Like, you know, the end of The Last of Us, where people are still arguing like eight years later whether or not uh, Ellie believes Joel because of the face acting. Incredible. So yeah, look at Ellie's face acting at the end of The Last of Us, and that's what's happening now. <laughs> yeah, it's powerful acting. And then after a moment... Uh, Sharon says, well, the authorities are going to be here soon. I'll try to buy you as much time as possible. Good luck, Nifix. I mean, I appreciate it, but come on, do we need luck? We got this. Yeah. (laughs) I've never doubted you. Besides, you have all kinds of... You have all kinds of speed running records and so forth. You explain the whole thing to me. You just got to try to crouch in all the corners and jump at weird angles. And as as she is saying, this Nifix is backflipping against a tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So literally, what this is is uh, Sharon's going to go down into purgatory and fight the cops to buy Nifix time while you just fuck around in the Garden of Eden trying to glitch out of it. Oh my god, that's so badass. Oh my god. I I I need I need to find like a legit like boundary breaking video that I can just like superimpose a a drawing of Nifix's face and just like <laughs> drag it around the screen so it's always over Mario's body or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I need to make this video. <laughs> so the Furies arrive in Kato's office on the back of the Titan Cronus, who washes up on the, the shore limply. Um just like pushing limply. up. Just throwing up sand in his wake. Kato's at his desk, just doing some paperwork, and just like looks over and like goes to say something, and just thinks like, "Well, now it's not. It's not really an point in trying to argue with these people at this point. <laughs> they're just gonna do whatever they're gonna do. I'm gonna have to live with it." Hi, Kato. I quit. Nice to see you. Goodbye. Well, King. Okay. Well, we might want to get off that guy and have a conversation because you just washed up on a dead body in my office with. Uh, let me see here. A dozen slods. Maybe we won't talk yeah, about it first. And they're very hungry. So let's go to dinner, and you're not invited. 
This is just like a family thing. Am I invited? Uh, I have to see how many chairs I have. <laughs> I can't. I don't need chairs. Look at my at my new legs. I know. I'm trying to figure out how many chairs I need for that. No, no, I don't. I don't need a chair. All right, now everybody off the body. Come on down. Let's have this conversation because you can't just be doing this. This is a health violation. This is a corpse. Yeah, and he's, he's like poking it. He's like, yeah, this is a straight up corpse. You can't do this, King. Kato. I think what you need to do is you need to just push it back into the water, and then it'll go shifting again. Anyway, it's good to see you. Goodbye. <laughs> Please stop trying to leave mid conversation. Can you help me push? I'm leaving now. Goodbye. Help me push on this, everyone. And Kato starts trying to push the body back. I'm going to try and see if my new legs give me any leverage. I don't feel a whole lot of obligation here, if I'm totally honest. No, do it for me. So Blake's going to try and push. <laughs> <laughs> Lynette's going to try and help push, but she's doing so with the one good wing, keeping the other one out of the way. Just like, uh, uh, I don't want to push with both, with both wings. This one hurts. I think the dozen slotty, instead of following King, I'll run back and start helping push the body just because they like to be involved. They're just being rambunctious. Yes! And, and Pope says to King, like, he says to King, you know, you can't just expect them to follow you blindly. They are creatures of chaos. Oh, I know. I'm just, you know, I feel like I'm worried that I think I'll have time for the roast. I'll find a way to cut some corners. All right, let's push this stupid thing back in the ocean. So you're pushing the body back, and Kato says, "King, are you are you serious? Are you are you quitting, man?" Yeah, I'm gonna open up a restaurant in Orphanage to help take care of all the kids in Central that have nowhere else to go. I have a lot of people counting on me. Well, I I wish you luck, but uh, are you sure you're gonna? It's gonna be safe to leave these knuckleheads alone. Who's that? Cordelia and Blake. They're, they're... Oh, they're they're way smarter than me. Well, they're very smart and the powerful spellcasters, but they are also very fragile. Oh, well, uh, there's a rock inside that thing's stomach. You could fish that out and they could travel with that. Oh. I do not think that will be fit for our purposes. You wouldn't happen to know any strong warriors who could maybe take your place on the team. I mean, they do. I don't know why I'd recommend them to you. <laughs> because the Furies are an organization which has saved the world three times now? What about tomorrow? I mean, I guess, yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, the first person that comes to mind is Morrow. He was pretty strong. He had really strong nuts. Yeah, he's, he himself is small, but the wild power is so big. Oh my god, so in the Please, epi- give this to me! In the epilogue, King retires, and the Furies is going to be Blake, Cordelia, and Morrow the Ratatosk. Yes! <laughs> yes! I'm so happy! That's very good. Uh, Blake, do you want to clear up any uh, confusion about whether or not you're retiring? Because you, your whole goal is to retire, and now you have your money. You know, I, I, I gotta be honest. It's uh, the, the, the killing. It's, uh, it's not as much fun as a hobby. Like, you need a goal, I think. And, um... Yeah, I can't say I'm all that interested in, uh... Saving the world. Can we add Maru to our group anyway? 
I don't really care so much about killing for money. I'll kill whenever I feel like it. <laughs> but I just want to hang out with Maro and get paid. <laughs> I mean, if you need a goal to work towards, I can take your money <laughs> back and then you can work for it again, I guess. You know what? You call me if you need me. Blake starts walking out of the office. I'll see you at the lair. Blake, as you uh, head towards the door out of Kato's office, uh, you notice something, which is uh, some... Mm, roll perception to see how clear it is what's going on. I bet it's Arcana. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought for sure it was going to be Arcana, but... Uh, <sighs> try it with Arcana anyway and see if he notices. Okay. I can't wait to climb it, climax in Uranus. <laughs> yeah, we got him on board! That's a six. Yeah, you fail, um, and so what happens is you're walking towards the door, and you step in something, and you're, uh, you're, you sink to your ankle in it, and you immediately get the most dreaded condition of wet sock. Oh. <gasps> what did I step in? Uh, you look down, and it seems a, a torrent of blood uh. has seeped under the door, through the sand, and it, under your foot, and you have stepped in it. There's somebody bleeding on the other side of your door, Kato. Kato? Who did you kill? Echoing through the halls of purgatory, uh, you begin hearing screaming and running, and the unmistakable shout as someone running for their life yells, Oh my god, run! It's the Lady of Pain! <laughs> Can we put Morrow in the team now? <laughs> so that was the last traditional arc i think i said before that was the last arc of the season where you're the furies going on a quest but there is one final mission before we wrap things up which is climbing to the top of purgatory the final dungeon at the top is nifix trying to escape this reality and standing between them is sharon Although you don't know that, you know her as the Lady of Pain, bristling with knives and killing everyone in her way to buy Nifix time. Cato, uh, I'm going to need a um, uh, paper and a pen and uh, like five minutes. You guys give me that? Okay, so none of this is probably usable for the credits, so we should talk about the executive producers for March Please 2020. Please leave the cat noises in. If they show up on your recording. Fine. Okay, hold on. I'm pulling up the list. Executive producers! <laughs> March 2020. Joseph Tombrello. Extellaris. Jade! Brent, still every episode of Dice Funk Goatly. Devin, Conduit of Evolution. John Madera, Conduit of Caramel Lattes. Rob Dakin. Ah! <laughs> Fighter of Rob Nightkin. Ah! Paul Mullen. 
inspired by all these PhD patrons, I'm getting a degree in what the heck. You already have a degree in what the heck. Yeah. Rip Chip, human fighter and pal of Harkin Caleb, eaten by an ant keg. Christ, man, smiting all the fake Christians. Uh-oh. What's an ant keg? It's a big D&D insect. We had this exact conversation last month. <laughs> My brain is broken. Christ, man. No, you said that one. I got, dis- I got distracted by the ant keg. You literally did have a traumatic brain injury this week. Oh, I did. That's right. <laughs> That's going to be an excuse for like two and a half years now. Thank God. I got some excuse. Toshiro Kuru's new self, 40 pounds lighter and finally in control, in control of the accounts. I'm not sure what he lost control of your accounts. That's bad, but th- congrats on the health. Being uh, in control of the accounts is very good for my mental health, so I bet it's very helpful for you. I want fewer accounts, frankly. Well, I want fewer of them, but if I'm not in charge of them, I don't know what's going on, and then I'm 100% anxious all the time. That's bad. Andrew Andrew Grothin. Oh my gosh. <sighs> That's my horny noise. <laughs> no, it's what? <laughs> the cat made a horny noise. Oh, come on, I can't make a horny noise. You're always complaining about how they won't leave your bussy alone. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Buck Pucker, the cavernous cowboy. Dr. Goatman. Faith underscore and underscore valor. It's Francois V. He John Master. Oh man, I shouldn't have wasted so much time with the horny noise. I got stuck at this one. Hold up. What's your starter Pokemon? Dildo, Vibrator, or Butt Plug? I'll choose Vibrator. Snorlax. That's not one of the options. Snorlax. JK. Jamie, conduit of dumb gay bitch. Same. John what? Nephis Dissidia, a sheep with crushingly low self-esteem. You're no. S- if you're a sheep, you're soft. Just be yeah. proud of it. Possum Kingdom, refugee. Random, conduit of would you like a hug. Sternad. <laughs> <laughs> you read ahead. Vin- I read ahead. Vinny, currently dreaming of Austin's bussy cakes. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> the cheeks. <laughs> it's the cheeks, Austin. I hate it. <laughs> Your cheeks. No. Uh, Z, two, three, six, one, nine. Kevin Dobbins. Kiss a gambling pig. He's Irish. Charlie Chalkley is DMing his first sesh on Saturday. Oh God, Austin, help! Here's the here's here's the secret. They can't stop you. <laughs> Pumpkin spice itself. Robert Tuttle. Anthony, patron of Dora. Aquatic squirrel. I'm here for it. Is he wearing like little scuba gear? It's like that parrot with the goggles. Yeah, I love to reference pictures I saw on the internet. They'll know. They understand. Okay, Morgan Rats. I say that every time. <laughs> Haley Anderson. Pinko Sock. Back in the summer of 69. That's good. Oh my it's god. A six and then a D and then a nine. Yeah, it sure is. I But the next one's very French. Can you do it? Are you Frenchier than me? Exactly. I, I tried. Tis I, Zedster. <laughs> 64 pound mac and cheese homunculus. It's almost 64 pounds. It was 64 ounces. Come on. 
<laughs> Come on. At Blackstone Mask. I'm going to make him wear me on his face. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> a, a horny illithid coming for Austin's pussy. This is going to be the worst credits of all time. A montage of Gothnific staring out into the rain. A non-horny gift for Austin and a very horny one for the goblin. A question we all need an answer to is Anne smarter than King? No, Anne is an intelligence of three? King is like at seven or something. A werewolf with the Chinese menu in his hand. Triple A. Isaac, conduit of Linux, mascot, tucks the penguin. I like how you stopped me before I commit my werewolf joke. Did I? I was about to say, if you kill the original Chinese menu. <laughs> how could I have possibly known that was coming? Because <laughs> I, I do it all the time. I don't think you do. I'm always making the werewolf thing. I guess. And you're like, you get so mad about it. I'm not. Does you people actually think I'm mad and not like ex- uh, doing comedic exasperation? I don't know. Okay. I have, I've, I've never been mad on Mike. Aaron Norgard. Abigail Grace. Adrian Y. Aftershock. Too busy planning an art expo to update Patreon name. But hold on. But you updated the... <laughs> yeah, when they weren't busy, and now they are. It's a future... Ah, Agent Hedgepiggle. Aggressively weeping and eating ramen. The Austin Yarsky story. <laughs> Am I aggressively weeping, or is it gentle? What are you doing down there? <laughs> <laughs> They're doing cat stuff. <sighs> okay. Eloris. Ooh, boy. Eloros. Excuse? Conduit of toast. Okay, Aki Zavalainen. Alex Vepra. An otter air saxophoning careless whisper with your phone? God, that song slaps. (laughs) Okay. You sent me that video. Wait, I sent you a video of an otter air saxophoning careless whisper? Uh, Maybe I sent it to you. It was the otter. He had the phone in his mouth and it looked like he was doing the saxophone and in the background it was playing careless whoops whisper you send me dozens of animal videos every day it's hard to keep track i remember like everyone <laughs> you have the eidetic memory but only for animal videos <laughs> meanwhile i'm like all right so remember that thing that happened last episode you're like no i might as well not have existed until 25 seconds ago <laughs> but if you need to know my top five seal video <laughs> andrew birmingham <laughs> We're still in the A's. We're in hell. Angie Fedge, conduit is speaking. Is it Fedge? I know they've told us. Oh, fuck. What's the point of anything? Fedge, conduit is speaking. Because it's like veggies. Andrew Fedge, conduit is speaking truth to power itself. Anna. Anna, conduit of procrastination. Did Anna respond when you said her name? Banana. No, she's cleaning her butt. <laughs> Anon. Antonio, conduit of snacks. Arachnival, making dark deals with the spiders of mortality. They're coming for you. Ariadne. Ariadne? Ariadne. Oh, God. You know when you say something too many times and you don't know what it should sound like? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's that. But asking if this island has got any daiquiris. Arjun de Koning. Ash, the gayest bitch in the Midwest. Austin, I can't believe you had to Google Beasterizer. I just wanted to make sure. I even said before I Googled it, isn't that the name of Bloody Roar? I was right. I was just checking. You gotta... I still don't remember. Was that last credits? 
Uh, it was a while ago. Measure twice, cut once. Austin, you're a great storyteller. Isaac, conduit of gavel, gavel, gavel. Vadodroid? <laughs> Bedodroid. Beast 667. Becky Toothill, property of Janiac. BJ, if Lime dies, we all die. Normally. <laughs> B-Ray Echo, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that really got me. It's just a matter of fact. I guess I'll die. Be- <laughs> before we continue, I gotta poop. Back in five. <laughs> Was this written by King? <laughs> Big time Yeti Lee. Conduit of big time bassers. Bass? 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 I was, think- I was thinking about Leroy Brown, the baddest fish in the whole damn town. I- okay. <laughs> okay. Blue he's six. He's a fish and he's a bass. Blue six. Bass riffs. Bonus. Brady, god of murder, survivor of Lorne's massacre. Why would you, you want to survive that? It's terrible. Brett! Bro Jimbo. You didn't say that with the right excitement. Oh, I'm sorry. You want to show us how it's done? Bro Jimbo. Is that how? Okay. If you say Bro so. Bro Jimbo! Buy your, Buy your girl some flowers? <laughs> Lauren, you want to. <laughs> Callum, Monsieur Garbage Turner. Come on, Monsieur. Oh my Monsieur. Is nothing I do good enough for you? <laughs> no, I just you. I just woke up and I have a caffeinated beverage and I'm an idiot. Come on, a boss. Cameron Abbas. Hold on, I just spit my drink everywhere. Good, Candace. Listen to Dice Funk Starling. <laughs> yeah, you keep going. I'm just gonna clean this up. Yeah, pick up the cat and use it to mop up your <laughs> mess. Caradwen, Chief Beef Thief. I could probably say that at a different cadence. Chief Beef Thief. That's hard. <laughs> Chloe the dog is number one baking helper. Aw, because dogs covered in flour. They're just wagging their tail. They don't even know about messes. They love you it. About, do you ever think about Bailey? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren's dog that stole the burrito. She stole <laughs> so much burrito. <laughs> At the time of recording, this is very viral. When you're hearing this, probably not so much, but... Okay, so I made a mess, and I don't remember where we're at. Chris, conduit of bad decisions, walling. Chris from Ohio. Christopher Charlow. Coho Blast. Do you ever think about how Chris, our Chris, seems like he's from Ohio? I know he's from Pennsylvania. He just has a big Ohio energy. You can't say that. Why? Ohio and Pennsylvania don't like each other from what I know. Oh, wow. A thing that matters. (laughs) Uh, It's a football thing, I guess. I love it when things matter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Cool Christmas. Condo not paying child support. Hey. That's a classic Jim Sterling joke. Okay, I was, I was like, hey, pay your child support. <laughs> Corin, professor of the Ashen Wolves house beneath Garrick Mock. Yeah, that DLC was pretty good. I beat it in like three hours. No big deal. Counterfeit. C.R. Saldana, prophet of R.N. Jesus. Cthulhu, conduit of tentacle mindfucking. Well, that went from cute to extremely hardcore. Hey, Q. Yeah. Cumber. Oh, Dan B. Cumber. We're only in the D's. We're doing this for like 25 minutes. <laughs> you got to do it one time. Do what? Dan B. Just say Cumber for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. And the Cumber madness took me. <laughs> yeah. 
Cumber. 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 We're never going to do this. Dandy Snuff. <laughs> Daniel Marsden, conduit of unnecessary con. Unnecessary constant. <laughs> just fucking roasting the typo. Da- uh, no, I just thought they were trying to put ass in there. Oh, maybe. Daria's finally writing. Hey, that worked Don- out. Good job, Daria. Dying Frost! Daz is lost. Deathworm Jim quit the 9 to 5 to become a dog walker because depression. Yeah. I mean, on the plus side, dogs. Yeah, the dog part sounds nice. Decibel. Declan Sands. Dennis Pancake Detlefson. Dice Fuck Dungeons and Dildo spinoffs for dogs? No. <laughs> that is my fault. That's on me because last uh, last month I said dogs can have little a dildo as a treat. So. Oh, you did. What's wrong with you? A lot. Dice Fuck. There's two Dice Fucks. <laughs> the Real Play Fatal Podcast. Fatal. That's F dot A dot T dot A dot L dot. Is a tabletop RPG famous for very weird sexual stuff like rolling for the size of your genitals. DM Tau. Now I have to deal with player shenanigans. Why are you putting your face in my knee? <laughs> you didn't have any face in my knee elbow. What's that called? Your knee elbow? The bendy part. I, it's just called the back of your knee. Yeah. That's where she's putting her face. You didn't have any thoughts about Fatal, a thing I just introduced you to? I thought you'd have a fun reaction to that. Uh, I'm ignoring it because I choose not to acknowledge its existence. Okay, Don Johnston. Is that where we are? Yeah, it's, you can't make people roll for genitals. That's that's very rude. It's Dorian, Conduit of Devotion. Doro. Dr. Izix. Dragon Nexus. Dylan and Rillin the dog. We're behind and need to catch up. Aw, that's because they've been doing all the dishes for everybody. <laughs> and dogs love to run. I was going on a walk their day, and it started raining, and there was someone walking their dog, and then they started running, and the dog seemed so fucking thrilled. It was like, we run now? <laughs> I love it. They love it. Dylan, conduit of making you two laugh. Also, hashtag da horn, hashtag him's penis. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. It's not fun. Eating your <laughs> eating your ass like an oyster the way you came like a tsunami. I hope that's a lyric or something and not just someone doing freestyle jazz about my pussy. Ebrand, Lauren is my friend. I love her. Hello, Ebrand. <laughs> okay, you get the nice ones. How come they're all like, oh, we love you, Lauren. We support you. Austin, bend over. Please. <laughs> give me- because you're always saying you're not horny. And so they're like, uh-huh, we'll find out. Whereas I'm like, yeah, sometimes I fuck. So. Hey, J. Do you ever fuck, Austin? I've never fucked. <laughs> See? Now they're gonna get <laughs> they're gonna come harder for your pussy. I've never been horny, I've never done drugs, I've never said a swear word. Oh my god. Eolta? Eolta. Ecorin. Ecorin. Elder Dog. Elderly Goose. Condo of using the same spell over and over until it works. Yes. Locate creature, locate creature, locate creature. Let's find some more about your pussy. Hold on. No, Eleanor Donate sees Pyroton, horned vampire lady with depression. Lean, <laughs> nonstop singing ske- skimble shanks. The oh, railway rail cat. cat. The cat. Um, also, I listen, we're having a lot of fun here on the internet with skimble shanks. How have we not acknowledged that Bustafer Jones is the best named <laughs> cat's cat? I forgot about Bustafer Jones. <laughs> that, I mean, I don't give a shit about him or his songs or anything. I'm just saying, just on purely name basis, Bustafer Jones is the best. Elizabeth Jackalope. 
Elusive Lily. Emma, y'all math tiger called it. Moose is a human. I'm almost 100% sure we said Moose is a human and we were ignored. We were. And Diva Vandane, maybe. Erwin Leilagadek. Evie, conduit of trying out new name in the credits. Fair Majesty, Empress Quintilian Galaxion. Filmquisition. Florian H. Follow Slide Bible on Facebook. Francois Arsenal. Frank Sands. Freshly squeezed orange criterion. Ooh, I love orange stuff. Gage, conduit of loneliness. Gary Bussy. God damn it. <laughs> I was so excited. <sighs> Gideon, a living or extinct creature, myth, or ancient sieve every month. Ginger beers. You sound so tired. I'm dying. Grapefruit juice. Graffiti, rhetorical conduit of rhetorical conduits. GSV underscore lasting damage. Halls you. Harley the floral Lyricat. Harrison Andrew. Harry. Dad King getting high ratings from the Scalies. Everyone loves King except for Chris. <laughs> hey guys, it's Ashley. Hello. He's a good Brent dogs. <laughs> I think He's a good Austin dogs. So all the dogs come see you. I wish they would. His succulents, Archibald Roman numeral. <laughs> I just spoke. <laughs> Horned furry with a lightsaber. Oh, can you tell me what those Roman numerals are? Because I'm really bad at Roman numerals. I promise it doesn't matter, dog. <laughs> okay, well, how do I make friend? Regards, conduit or social faux pas? I dread stairs. <laughs> That's good information to have. Ingemar Grimon. It's pyropsychotic. Don't yuck my yum. <laughs> I will not. Evolution. Jaden. James Neely. Janiac. Conduit of. Fuck off. Conduit of getting fingered against the bins behind a Wendy's. Why Wendy's? Can it at least be a Five Guys? I feel like that's something you would have done, though. Finger bang someone behind a Wendy's? Yes. I'm pretty sure it was at Arby's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Janiac bullies Austin while I watch. I hate everything that's been said today. Jaswell, aka Cat Necromancer, meows for Hold on, we're back in. That's cute. Jay Logan, conduit of queerness, mage of life. Jealous goddess cosplay. Jen. Jenny Colby. Just veggie, conduit of veggies. See. Joanna the Wrenchwitch. John Carey, not that one. John Potts. John, conduit of subpar joke names. Josie, conduit of buffalo chicken pizza. Try a slice. That's like one of Austin's favorite pizzas. That's usually what I get, yeah. I fuck around. I cut out the part of the last episode where you, I called you a pizza pervert, by the way. Yes. <laughs> now you're going to leave this in the credits, so they'll all be very confused. It seemed very confrontational, and then Chris called you a sauce whore or something. It just got, like, really <laughs> confrontational. <laughs> I've been called a whore enough already this week. Uh, well, yeah, so I I, I, I cut it. <laughs> Do we say, John, Jewman hacking up my fucking lungs, send help. <laughs> Julian Phillips, conduit of Kaizen. Just a jester. Juzzy, conduit of being Polly to get a heist team of cuties. Solid plan. Jorgen, Indie Monster, Windwick, Ford, Conduit, or Symbols I Can't Read, and Lactose Intolerance. <laughs> That's one way of dealing with that. Katana, Katana's four kids. No, don't give them to kids. 
Are those A's with tildes? Those are A's with tildes. Well, no, okay. So for the audience, uh, when I download the list name for Patreon, it comes in in an Excel spreadsheet. But for some reason, Lauren's computer can't read it, so I have to I have to convert it into a PDF, which crushes all of the formatting, and which I have to fix. So whatever this was was not read by Excel correctly, and so it got messed up. This is boring. No one gives a shit. Now your A's with chin- tildes dot 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 and lactose intolerance. Kate, conduit of fading regret. Kiefer low. Keladry wants to know how much magic lore Austin knows. If you are a Patreon subscriber of Weekly Manga Recap, Chris and I did like an hour and a half on magic lore for his bonus pod. Uh, The answer is all of it. Oh, that's really cute of you guys. Big nerds. Keller Automat! Ken, conduit of finally writing this goddamn PhD dissertation. Ken Teroy! Kidney, a beholder in a snazzy hat. That's a great name for a beholder. I think they're trying to be best friends with McNuggets. This is an attempt to get their o- their OC on- onto the show. I respect that. Killer Cotton Shiz, though. Kaniku fan. Kitty Foe, warm snoring burrito, ate your Valentine candy. Christina, conduit of shipping Nifix and Sharon itself. Kyle Badsvik. Kyle, conduit of Drop Goodwood and King Badass Slash Vic. Lady Misfit, Dino Fact, synapsids are defined by having one temporal fenestra. You know we don't know what those words mean. That's just stunting. That's like when the show where I'll be like, mm, did you know <laughs> that yep. mm, something, something, Egypt? And you'll be like, yeah, cool, dumbass, we hate you. <laughs> Larry Yelling NB, who is also on a little podcast called Humans Hollering at News, which I am now a host of. Fenestra, a small natural hole or opening, especially in a bone. 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 Lars owner. Lauren's mom's duck, conduit of the untitled duck game. He doesn't sleep in the house anymore, but he comes home for snacks. (laughs) Ducks are good. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot where we were. Oh, Loopy Elephant would like Austin to talk about Mostella Day more. They're good. They're like cats, but what if they got stretched and they love to steal? I literally have to record another podcast in 15 minutes, and they're somewhere only in the L's. Lauren Cates, conduit of February 29th, kids. Break from no birthday for you jokes. Yeah, I mean, I'm in the birthday right before Christmas camp, so I feel the the birthday weirdness. Love you all, especially Chris. Come on. (laughs) Conduit of favoritism. Why does everybody love Chris the most? He refuses to love himself, so somebody has to. Damn. Ludovico Limited. Luke Powers. Luther, the conduit of finding a secret baby finch. I want I want it. You already have so many animals. I want it! Manticore Deathlord. The Cult of Gorfanax. Master Zemnahort. Pass. <laughs> he can't pass. That's nothing. You do it. I d- Mateo Zenek. Mass Tiger says 50.69% chance that King's Conduit is changing. Matt Collier. I can't believe that worked. What, just <laughs> passing? And you did it. <laughs> Maybe if we didn't take us 45 minutes to get to the M's, M's. I'd fight you more. <laughs> uh, Matt Collier. Matt Collier, Matt Larkett's conduit of Ingeramimus Nocte et Consumimar Igni. I like giving you the foreign language ones because you don't care if you're wrong. Yeah, I, I know I'm wrong and it's fine. <laughs> Matt S. Heigmer. 
Matthew, listen to Dice Drunk and New Year's Gum Shells. Maximum side boob celebrating one full year of tasteful nudity. Imagine conduit 3D printing dickosauruses for everyone I know. Melbent. Melissa the Dice Goblin celebrates four years of marriage. Oh my gosh, congratulations. So many. Mur of Stone. Oh, Mur of Stone, Conqueror of Mountains, Harbinger of Glory, for Michael Hall. Midlife Stasis, Conduit of Inevitability. Miles, Conduit of Strong Violet Opinions, Bushy Fonlow. She is, Modified Matthew. Mr. Willie Phoenix, Stephen Lesbian Seagull Pooh Bear Shaker. Namita Neskins, Conduit of Error. Nathaniel Holman. Nicholas Dominic. <laughs> I put a little extra stank on that one for you, like that? Nicholas McDonald. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> Nick Thetford, I forgive you for bringing up face sitting. Hold on, face sitting is like the least gross thing. Nonfinite. Only respect for my McQuare. Hashtag Zoe Fan Club. Paye Robsherg. Pangolin. Patrick Bob. Patrick Babcock, conduit of This Is Fine itself. Hi, Patrick. Patrick Williams. Please check my webcomic, ruinousfortune.com. Do it. Pocket Sundial. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Preston Bowers. Pruitt Holcomb. Puck Boy. Rizumi Yuzura. Remsiv. Robert Chisholm, conduit of Gigantamax Cornelia wrecking shit. Rule 34, Bob Chiaclone. Chiaclone. But we don't need them. Chiaclone. Chiaclone. It's big Vento Oreo energy. S. Kearney, loose in the big city. Salad Child. Scarlet Eyes Yuri. Sean LB, finally playing Near, thanks to Dice Funk background music. Near rocks. I know a lot of people cosplay the lady. Yeah, that's Near Automata. That's the one that has got popular, but uh, I'm an original Near apologist. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> Sevens, conduit of harder slatty. Just so fucking done. Sergeant Rattlebones, 31st Bussy Protection Brigade. You need someone's got to protect your bussy. Yeah. Shane Sedgwick. Shane Ware, condu- conduit of hedonistic pansexual polyam- polyamorous switches. Simon Lee, Conduit of Chungus, Bear of Dinkus, Minion of John Con. Sin Milk Tom. Sir Octopus, Conduit of Chivalrous Cephalopods. <laughs> slime King Mike, Purple, Seeking Revenge for Not Choosing the Slime River. Slime King Mike sure loves some slime, huh? Uh, that's, what, that's what we call characterization, Lauren. Slime is good. <laughs> Spaghetto, captain of the Austin Authorized Bussy Blasted Brigade. Sporeman Zero. Ah! <laughs> Starlight Glimmer did nothing wrong. No. Read it. Read it. No. Read it. You read it. Steven, the edgy one from Austin's Bussy Boys. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who oh, am I to disagree? Cyretha packed south, soaking in that sun. A tab at the spokes. Tales of inquiry. Terraflops. Terezi Pyrope. What's wrong with you? Terezi Pyrope, transing June Egbert. I'm literally coming apart at the seams. And you said, also, that's not the way you use literally. Oh, boy. Watch me. (laughs) 
the murderous mongoose who is secretly standing directly behind you. The precursor. Titus. Toby Giesenstack. Tom Bowers. Trees they are us. Is it Treesthosaurus or trees they are us? Trevor S., the goblin teacher. Shane S. Universal Toby. Verb your adjective noun one into my noun two. Victoria Melito, conduit of quietness. Will John Vinky. Zephyrus. Your boy Sean. Yam. Zoltar, the Viking death metal caterpillar, conduit of retribution. Let the rain fall down. I'm coming clean, Zucus. There's a lot of quotation marks in there, and it it really hecked up the formatting, but. I did it. I read it. You did. Oh, boy. Let me tell you. I am sore. <laughs> Why? Is this because they've been fucking up your pussy? Sure is, buddy. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Austin Yorsky. That's me. Patreon.com slash Weekly Monger Recap. That's Chris. Patreon.com slash Of Horse. That's Conrad. Patreon.com slash Laura K. Buzz. That's Laura. Lauren, where can we find you? I'm on a fun podcast called Humans Hollering at News, which I think is patreon.com slash humans hollering at news. I should check that. Uh, and also, if you would like to pay for some of my premium titty pics and make people mad because they're mad that you're buying my premium titty pics, uh, R-A-W-R-G-L-I-C-I-O-U-S, Ragalicious. Austin put it in the comments because I'm bad. Can we, can we get a sign off from the cat?